Welcome to a very special edition of the Tapping Into Crypto podcast. We are here at Boys on Tour. We're not live, but we're here from the Australian Crypto Convention. Yeah. Av, Tommy, always a pleasure. How's it going? It's good. What a vibe. It's great. It's great. Yeah. We've arrived in Melbourne and it's not raining, which is fun. It's a miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's just talk about our night on Thursday because, Tommy, I know you were hurting. I know you were doing it tough yesterday and, and some speculated that we you- We have to go into that right now? We do. We do. Because <laughs> I was in a similar boat, Pav, to educate you on the matter. You know, just sitting back and just observing. Yeah. 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 Tommy and I went to a blockchain awards night on Thursday. Blockies. Yeah, the blockies shout out, and we were really struggling yesterday. And fortunately, we've come good. Tommy, you're looking good. well. I think we're back. It was a tricky morning getting ourselves up for this, but <laughs> you've maneuvered it well, Belt. We're here. Yeah. There's yeah. a big crowd, big turnout, some great panels already broadcasting throughout the morning. And yeah, excited for finishing out today. And we've got a big after party later on to get get up for again. So excited for that Absolutely. too. Absolutely. The place is buzzing, isn't it? It is. There's people everywhere. There's things happening. There's cool little. There's like the one thing we talked about last convention. It was like peak bull market into bear market and yeah. you're wondering would anyone show up this time around it's it's good to see it's, yeah. help, it's helped we've had a bit of a lift in the markets over the last couple oh, yeah. of weeks and yeah. obviously brings some more of the retail crowd out which is great to see and yeah yeah there's a lot of great businesses here a lot of i mean i, I think everyone is in this place of excitement at the moment that we're yeah. something good's about to happen is what we feel yeah. that sentiment has changed so quickly right what's your vibe on like the key theme this time around at the convention what are you seeing a lot of as, a lot like of, a- yeah a lot of people talking about regulation i know the retail crowd doesn't really love that so much but it's an important thing yeah. for us to be abreast of mm. seeing a lot of stablecoin talk and, and payments with stablecoins specifically yeah yep. bridging that kind of tradfi into web3 or crypto type of angle so yeah we've seen paypal showcase from a few places already. yeah paypal's a lot PayPal's here. Like, yeah. they, they definitely weren't here last year a lot more tokens this year like i've seen one inch what else yeah, we see? trust wallet on trust wallet vchain yeah. vchain yeah that's yeah. something that we didn't see much of last yeah. year so that's really good to see and obviously tapping the crypto. Hey. So we're here. We'll be here both Saturday and Sunday just interviewing the best in the business. Yep. Having some interesting conversations. Beautiful. Yep. Looking forward to it, boys. Let's get into it. Hi guys, I've got the Pizzino brothers all the way from Gold Coast. They've came down to check out the conference here in Melbourne. Jason and Michael, welcome to the couches. How are you doing, boys? Excellent. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's very good, mate. Thank you. How's the conference treating you so far? I know you got a few little events on for your members and things yeah. like that. What are you liking about it so much? The treating us very, very well. Good to see you guys in person again. Yep. And that's Absolutely. what I enjoy about the conferences. To see the guys that we're always talking to online, we get to see everyone in person. Yeah. You guys are running a little member event here as well, catching up with some of your own. A little, member base. A little member Una- events. Unofficial, yeah. <laughs> officially unofficial. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Coming up soon. Yeah. Beautiful. Michael, everyone wants to know about the markets right now. Yeah. I want to just very briefly touch on the markets. Yeah. What's standing out for you right now? I mean, there's been a lot of hype in the last six weeks. What kind of trends are coming out? What do you think is getting people so excited? Yeah, it's definitely been a few standout altcoins that have really, I think, surprised a lot of people. We haven't seen a fully fledged altcoin breakout, but there's been a few select that are really getting a lot of people's attention, getting a lot of people very excited. I think there's a bit of anticipation that's going to continue to flow on to the rest of the altcoin space. Uh, but overall, uh, a lot of coins looking quite solid. Bitcoin's obviously been looking great for quite a while. Yeah, so market's looking quite healthy. What's driving it in your mind? I mean, everyone's putting the finger on the ETF conversations. Is that the key driver at this stage for you, Jess? I always go back to the simple things. The key drivers are the buyers. Fair enough. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about the news, but at the end of the day, we don't need to know because if the demand is there, the prices are going up. Once you already know about the news, it's too late. You know, what's the key driver? We'll find out probably in three, four months time exactly what it was, but I guess it is leaning towards something like ETF news or AI narrative or whatever. It doesn't matter. But what matters is the charts and they were up months ago. And that's what we've been looking at. 
hitting those altcoins that are popping off. Yeah. I guess from a macro perspective, you often talk about the macro events. Exactly. I know you say I'm not reading the news right now, but is there anything else that's standing out that people might not be aware of? Um, side of those ETF conversations, obviously there's a wars going on at the moment as well. Yeah. Is there anything else that's standing out for you at the moment? Something that's standing out massively is the contrarian side of me, which we've been talking about for a very long time now, that the markets are actually going up. Real estate, stock markets and crypto have been heading up. Meanwhile, most people are waiting for a looming recession. We've been waiting for two, two years. And so we've just been very fortunate. We've been on the right side of the markets that time. So that's standing out to me because there's still a lot of bears and the bears will dissipate as the market continues up, which is just typical. Yeah. I had a conversation about 15 minutes ago with a guy called Robbie Coleman. He's part of the Litecoin Foundation. So individual asset. Like, oh, I would love to. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd love to talk about the Litecoin he's chart. A, he's a good guy. He's a yeah. good guy. Something that he said that stood out for me was right now is the next wave of investors 2017 bull run, right? Which is strange when you kind of think about it because we've been around the space for quite a long time we feel like we're we're almost tired at this stage right you can be a veteran after six years in two cycles a veteran for sure yeah Yeah. and that's something that he kind of said to stand out was you know some people are just getting started right now i guess especially considering the last six weeks of volatility and people are excited fomo is is going to kick in very soon if it hasn't already what pieces of advice would you give those very new crypto investors looking at it now and wanting to get started (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have a plan, have an exit strategy before you get in the market. I think that's probably one of the most important things. Learn how to trade is a big one, if you want to be getting into this thing. But in terms of the FOMO, I think we've st- we- this is probably like the pre-altcoin season. We're having a very good run. The bigger one is to come. So get prepared now for the bigger one. How's your confidence levels in terms of where we're actually at in the cycle? Are you I, you I'm, conviction on that right now, Jess? <laughs> my confidence levels are usually a bit too high and Michael brings me back into alignment. <laughs> right on, right on. So that's why we're a very good team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is it is easy to get caught up in the wave when we see, you know, Solana's a standout. Everyone's kind of saying, oh, you need to buy Solana. It's gone to 400 bucks. So like... Yeah, I mean, it's gone already. You know, yeah, it, it has, that's right. But I mean, that's what the retail investor generally looks at. Yeah. They look at the big green shoots and they actually think there's going to be another same again or there's going to be more green shoots. And Well, we think there will be another one, but I think there's going to be a pullback. And I'm, I'm talking, I guess, for an old coin trader, probably a bit more macro over the terms of weeks and months, which is macro for an old coin trader. You know, they're looking at hours and days. But yeah, I think we'll have a pullback on these alts and then you'll get the big one. I think people are, are very much sick of hearing me talk about regulation over the last couple of days. And I won't, I won't bore you guys with it too much, but I guess, do you see regulation right now as being one of the major hurdles for mass adoption in, in kind of air quotes? I think regulation is always going to be part of the question mark and part of the issue, whether that's going to be the, the actual thing that stops mass adoption. I can't see it yet because of where we are in the cycle and the main is really picking up. I just don't know if it's going to take hold fast enough, essentially. In terms of Bitcoin itself, what part, I guess, of the cycle do you think we're in now? Obviously, we're moving into the halving cycle. Is it April or so next year? Mm. How, I guess, do you predict or how do you see that trend playing out between now and the halving? I've covered that a lot on my YouTube channel, going to some specifics about the cycle. And I guess it all depends on the definition of someone's cycle. And obviously, I have my own definitions. Michael has similar ones. But I see it as a four-year cycle, not a halving cycle, being four years. And I would say in terms of a bull market, I take it from the exact low to the exact top in price. And I'll say we're about a third of the way through the bull, probably, eh, let's say, 18, 24 months left for a, for the bull. And mania, retail mania starts to come in with the last 12 months. So we're not there yet, but the low section, that last 12 months, that's the low. So we're kind of in the halfway period, but at the beginning of the halfway period. Accumulation zone for me, we've been in accumulation for a long time. Some people are 
slightly on the fence whether they've you know missed and they have missed quite a bit of that accumulation phase right we've seen bitcoin drop back to yeah. 15 grand us we're, we're up on 37 i think at the time of recording or something like that right now so that's the time to accumulate i know jason you look at fear and greed and indi indicators like this quite a bit in terms of all-time highs that's something that people often ask is Bitcoin going to go back to a new all-time high? Is Ethereum going to go back to a new all-time high? Might start with you, Michael. Like, how do you think about the importance of all-time highs and hitting that next cycle? I mean, I just look at the market in terms of trends. Trends are up. We've broken uh, a bunch of resistance. So as long as those trends are pointing up, I think there's no point getting too caught up in the importance of hitting that all-time high. There's a long way to go until that. Something I say a lot, it's just got to take the market one step at a time. Trends are going up. Just keep going with it What's until the signs of weakness. Level? Uh, the market next... has to break for it to remain this bullish. We've broken one of the most important ones just recently, 34,500 US. So that's a very positive sign. We're well ahead of that, which is always awesome to see, especially for our members and everyone uh, that's been following along with us as well. Uh, the next key level isn't too far away, actually $42,000. So um, in terms of the next steps, that's the one to be looking out for. I do think that there's quite a high probability that we're going to be getting to that all-time high again in this cycle. So time will tell. That's yeah, a, that's about it. 12% move from where we're at pretty much right now. Yeah, so it wouldn't be Lots much to get there at all. But I mean, I'm much more yeah. shorter term. Yeah. And once we hit, see these hurdles break down, then, uh, you know, bulls are on in the bigger macro sense. Yeah. That's when it starts to go crazy. Yeah. Looking forward to it, boys. Yeah. For people that don't know you or don't follow you guys, where can they find you guys? YouTube, X, Twitter, whatever. All the places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but mainly YouTube is uh, where J we're at. Jason Pizzino, Michael Pizzino, if you guys are looking for them on YouTube. Um, you, anything boss. you're following around, tapping into crypto and SwiftX, you'll find the boys hanging around there as well. Exactly. Uh, I've done a fair bit over the years. So, boys, lovely to have you on the couch. And, you too, uh, mate. Thanks for joining. Thank Cheers. you. See ya. Cheers, mate. I'm, uh, I feel like I'm out of my depth a little bit here. I'm sitting beside Dave Hasloff, the director of the Aussie Crypto Convention. And I got Tracy Plowman as well, who's just interviewed Michael Saylor. Tracy, how was it? It was amazing. I've got a couple of words for you. Buy more Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Not financial advice, buy more Bitcoin. Oh, obviously, never financial advice. How did Michael advice. answer that when you said, is, is that financial advice? He had a... He just had a laugh, I think. He, he laughed and he said, I'm just a Bitcoin advocate. <laughs> he doesn't That's what care. He said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How was it? Tell us, give us a bit of a, a breakdown on, I guess, the conversation. He was in a great mood. He really was. I'm a, I'm a bit pissed because I, I couldn't get in. It was, get in? It was going off here, Dave. Oh, Absolutely going no. off. Man. Yeah. I, I, I got in there about 10 minutes before, tried to do the things right. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't enough. No, it was 1,500 seats in there. That's huge, yeah. And it, it was packed. So I, I didn't realize that the door was closed until probably 20 minutes into it because it was a bit hard to pull my eyes away from the screen. And I walked out and I seen the line and I thought, oh, no, people are lined up to That's get in right. and the, the house is full. So You can only do what you can do, man. Exactly. So, How many was in the line outside? It was pretty full. Yeah. Um, I tried to clear some space. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to clear space and I tried to get some people through the door. And we, I think we managed to work in about another 50 or so. But yeah. Tracy, before we jump into that, I've actually introduced Dave. And do you want to just give us a quick roundup onto yourself? Tell us about Bamboo and tell us about the podcast very, very quickly before we dig into that. We're not here to talk about Bamboo or the podcast, but really quickly. I want to. Micro savings app, Bamboo, similar to Raise. We have been around for four years now. So. Anyone that's listening to this podcast or watching us, you've probably already heard about us. If not, go and check out Get Bamboo. That's about enough of that. And the Crypto Curious podcast, 
There's a couple of awesome podcasts here in Australia, obviously tapping into crypto and crypto curious. We'd have to have you guys on the podcast. There's as we heat up and as crypto gets bigger and bigger and as we move into this next bull run, um, I think education is the most important thing and having these two podcasts here in Australia, I think is super important. Love what you guys are doing. I think you guys are a good laugh and listen to you guys as well. So Likewise. Yeah, well, that's really good. Tell us good. about the sailor chat. Give us a bit of a roundup. Okay, so I was super nervous going into it. Having been at the chat last year and seeing a few of the technical hiccups, <laughs> but also not just the technical hiccups last year, but you couldn't get in. Like, I came a little bit late last year and I had to like crank yep. my neck and try and get in there. But then I went and looked at this theatre earlier and it was just schmick. It was Huge. beautiful. You wouldn't have seen it because you didn't get in, but it was stunning. Not to rub salt in the wounds, Not to rub it in. We haven't got, got it over such it Such a beautiful theatre, and it was set up. You haven't been in there yet? No, I haven't been in there. Oh, oh no. get back in there and have a look just to check it out. But it, it was amazing, like top-notch, and he was already there ready to go pre-time. Everyone was wondering what kind of mood he was going to be in. I think, you know, it depends what kind of sailor you're going to get. And I was bloody Well, he's nervous. up a billion dollars, so... Oh, look, and exactly that. You know what? Not have been a good I would have thought that. You know, 158,000 yeah. Bitcoin that MicroStrategy is holding right now. As we found out in the last couple of days, they are a billion dollars up. Yeah. So why would he be in a bad mood? The validation um, that man must feel right now, though. Oh, mate. So... And, and you also think about the pressure they would have been under over the last 18 months as well. So. 100%. I know that he personally, his buy-in, I think he's got 17,000 himself, Bitcoin. I think his buy-in is 9,000, so him personally was sitting pretty. He was in a great mood. He even cracked a couple of jokes, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. And Local so, jokes too. He was talking about Sydney a little bit. And yeah, he did talk about Sydney. He, he used some gardens, which I a really good reference by. about, yeah, the, the botanical gardens yeah. there and property. And, yeah. yeah. Can you get him out next year, Jeff? pretty cool. I think I'll get him. him here? I think I'll get him, yeah. 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 Imagine if we go from here into a you know a full on eighty months bull run or whatever. I'm quietly confident I'll get him here in person. Yeah, that'd be yeah. that'd be pretty yeah. cool. What's I that? would love that. I'm quietly confident that we can get him here in person next year. Well, that's why I really pushed that point at the end yeah. and said, look, not only are you super popular in crypto, but the TradFi mm. folk love him as well. So I think that you know he needs to come out, needs to come say hi. But what I found really interesting from his chat, he was super bullish, he was super relaxed, he spoke about the property side of things. I asked him about ordinals and um, smart contracts on Bitcoin, and he he rambled a bit there. And I actually wanted to say at the end of that that you sound basically bullish on ordinals. Yeah. He did, but he did. I didn't really want to say that. So that was interesting. He spoke about his price thoughts moving forward, and what did he say, 60, 60 million, I think he mentioned at one point per Bitcoin. Yeah. But that was... He said um, when coin's worth $12 million a coin or $16 million a coin, you're going to have a lot of people that are very angry they didn't buy it for $1 million a coin. Right. Yeah, so, so and that was a very much 25, 30-year projection. So, that's fine. It's an investing lifetime, but it's also, look, when, yeah. you're, when you're looking at where we're at right now, it's sitting at 37K yeah. US this morning, I think. Yeah. So. And we were all excited about that. I mean, yeah. imagine seven-figure Bitcoin. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we're not here to be bearish, so we. No, we gotta, it's we a gotta, good day, man. It's a good day. I guess from your perspective, there's any key points that he's pulling out that you hadn't heard before. I know we. It's probably hard because we watch so much of his footage anyway, or a lot of his media. You know what the hardest part is though, because I was filming it on my phone as well. Why wouldn't you? And I wanted to like change the position that I was standing in to the other side of the theater, and to do that, I got to stop recording. But every ten seconds, he was just saying something with oh. so much value that I couldn't bring myself to press stop, which meant I couldn't move positions. 
but every 10 seconds he's just saying something where I'm like yes yes mm. yes and I'm I'm standing there by myself like almost jumping up and down I'm going yeah. everyone was this captivated guy. weren't they every question he did speak for a very long time and then we spoke to him also and asked look you do this kind of for a living educating people telling them you know what can we do to do the same thing and really bring people into that bitcoin crypto fold and he went on a tangent about it takes 57 conversations about the same yeah. thing i think a politician had told him that yeah. trace said my dad's a, a cattle farmer how can i get in to buy bitcoin yeah <laughs> i was trying to explain to dad because yeah. dad's like you got to buy property land yep. is king <laughs> and then you know sailor obviously does that really good analogy where he talks about the property in manhattan and that can be taken yeah, that was good. boats and sure. it just can't be taken yeah. yeah i've tried to explain that to dad before and he's just did he touch on self-custody and and did you guys touch on that at all today we no, didn't go down that road, no. That, that one. I actually had a few questions I didn't get to because we ran out of time. There was that. I wanted to go on to mining. We did touch on that a little bit. And that was probably, for me, where I didn't get the most out of him. I thought he might go down, down a different way when we spoke on mining. Um, I mean, the hardest part about interviewing Sailor and even talking to him on a phone call or a video call is you don't really get to say much. No, you don't. You know, he, he's one-way traffic. I don't think you're allowed <laughs> yeah. to either. But you, it's, you don't want to say much because he's just saying pure gold i think you know? what happens is is when he goes on those rants that's when you get that little nugget of goodness that you're waiting for as well yeah exactly you just gotta give him free reign and let him go and he'll just spit facts and spit Look, gold some gold so. that came out of that i'm sure you, yeah. you know get some great yeah. promotional bitcoin. i mean i i walked out of there definitely saying i'm gonna buy more bitcoin so and so did everyone else more bitcoin love to hear it <laughs> yeah i was gonna say to switch gears for a sec dave are you happy with everything so far obviously we're in day one i am it looks I'm absolutely fantastic man i mean it's, there's a ton of people around it's a much bigger space so it's hard to see the concentration like we did last year like yeah. people busting through the gates kind of scenario like we've seen up in the, the gold coast last year yeah it's funny actually because like you said before gold coast last year was pure chaos yeah and there's no other word for it and then this year we were so scared of having that same level of chaos. We bought in all these extra ticketing companies and you know registration companies and things. And this morning at about 8 a.m., I seen maybe 50 people in the line. And I was like, where's, where's the chaos? Where is everyone? And there's just a slow trickle of people this year coming in. And I said to my guys, you know, we got just under 9,000 people registered. Yeah. And I said, where, where the hell is everyone? And everyone keeps saying, this is Melbourne. This isn't the Gold Coast. Yeah. Melbourne's aren't even awake yet. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. The sun doesn't come up till 8 a.m. Bit of a difference. Yeah, okay. even, they do yeah Gold Coast, sun's we've got, up at we've 4 We've got the two morning. days as well, right? Yeah. Sorry? We've got, we've got two days of this as well. That's right, yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, people just trickled in slow and steady and there was like no chaos. And time. At the time, I was wanting the chaos back. Yeah. Yep. But no, it's it's been a smooth day, really. Crazy touched on it earlier. You know, obviously, there was a few. I was at the speech last year with Sailor. There was a couple of hiccups. You took it like an absolute champ, mate. I mean, oh. I, I know I caught up with you straight after last year. I was like, <laughs> that was, must have been hard. Like it was, you know, I took a few shots and I know a lot of people had opinions, but first year at a conference is always going to be things to yeah. iron out. But I think you guys have done a fantastic it's funny job because this year and is running everyone says that. Everyone said you handled it well, Dave. My wife was in the front row and she could see. She could oh, okay. see the truth she knows. on Those my face. Knew you knew that it wasn't the funnest time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. She, could look, she looked at me and went, he's pissed. He's pissed. So, uh, I thought you, for sure everyone would have seen it, but, you know, it happens. Well, look, it's great. Sailor came back this year. Yeah. Sounds like you guys have nailed it. I'm keen to jump on and see where I can watch that again Yes. after the fact. But, no, it's yeah. fantastic. Thanks, guys, for jumping on the couch. Thanks, we'll um, enjoy the rest of the conference. We'll be around. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks. man. We're here with Matt from Tax on Chain. Matt, how you going? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah? What a, what a scene. What a vibe. 
What a vibe. I'm loving this. Yeah. Incredible. You were just telling us this is your first podcast appearance. So how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm more excited than I am nervous. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, well, Matt, tell us a bit about Tax on Chain, what you guys are doing in Australian CryptoCon and, and what you got going on. Yeah, we're just floating around it. Oz CryptoCon, we're taking everything in, just doing as much networking as we can and yep. enjoying the vibes just generally. Yep. Uh, tax on Chain is like most other tax accountants and accountants out there that prepare tax returns and financial statements for your mum and dad tax returns and small businesses, people that are investing passively more broadly. But we've decided to delve into the specialty of helping people with their crypto activity. Yeah, nice. Uh, we've noticed that it's a it's a large niche that is yet to be untapped. We're noticing a lot of people don't understand tax yep. um, at the best of times. And then you throw something like crypto into the mix and it's just... It's a good little recipe, isn't it? It's a recipe for yeah. disaster. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's pretty much what we're servicing. Um, yep. We do pretty much exactly everything else that you would expect a run-of-the-mill traditional accountant or tax agent to do. Um, yep. We just know a bit more of the, the Web3 lingo and we can help people be a bit more proactive with their tax affairs in crypto. Yeah, nice. And that's, the, that's the biggest value proposition that we what's, offer. What's, uh, what's the biggest hurdle you usually see from people trying to do their own tax when it comes to crypto? I would say understanding their activity. Yeah, okay. I think most people will do something because they've done it on a whim. Yep. They won't give... Just the, aped into something. They won't think of the tax implications. Yep. Like, yeah. The first thing that you need to know when it comes to crypto is just know that it's probably taxable. Yeah. Just make sure that you know what that's going to do so that you can be proactive with managing your tax affairs. Like yeah. that, that's the biggest hurdle, I would say. And yeah, nice. Knowing that managing that is probably more important than your entries and exits for any short-term trades. Yeah. yeah, nice. I'm curious to know what portfolios have performed the best this year. Like, are they ones that have stuck to the Bitcoin and ETH? Are they diversified, the shit coins? The, yeah. like, <laughs> tell me about it. We have quite a breadth of different stories that clients have come to us with. We've had some people that have done really well with trading NFTs, even in the yep. bear market. We've had some people that got in really early to the base blockchain. They traded the bald token for... Uh, yeah, bald, yeah. They got in early enough and one of our clients made a million dollars. Holy wow. moly. Just, Must you know, be nice. Two weeks, two weeks made a million dollars Yeah, from a $10,000 investment. So there's, there's things like that. But I mean, you're more passive investors... Definitely the ones that have held on to Bitcoin and ETH, the ones that cashed out and maybe traded into stables. Yep. Yeah. They're the ones that probably perform the best. Not financial advice. Don't take that as never <laughs> as a uh, investment strategy going forward. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would say conversely, the ones that have performed the worst are the ones that trusted some of these exchanges or centralized platforms that blew up in the last bear market. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, Even the ones that did the right things, sold into stable coins and put it on a centralized platform just to earn some passive income, and yep. then they still ended up getting blown up. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, I know like you on a personal level, like you're very much into the thicker things. What themes are you sort of looking forward to for the next market cycle? Is there anything got your eye on? Yeah. Not specifically projects, but just general flavors and what's yeah. happening. Most of us in the Taxon chain office are right into the Ethereum space. Yep. Not to bag out any other blockchains. Yeah. Um, I just find there's a lot of interesting things that I've found in Ethereum. So yep. the layer two thesis seems to be taking full effect at the moment. Yep really interested to see what happens in that space 
even NFTs, I think they will start to see a bit more product market fit. People will start to develop things that we haven't even seen yet or might be in their early... See, that's an interesting one because like we've said on a couple of podcasts recently, we feel like this might be the cycle we see some use cases outside of JPEGs. Yeah, 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 absolutely. What do you sort of see developing in that space, I guess? Yeah, I see a lot of... um, a lot more utility being baked into some of these NFTs or even just having some kind of value attributed to it in the real world as well. Yeah. I'm liking a lot of these projects that sort of were early and have continued to iterate. Disclosure, I'll, I'll shill my bags, but I own, a, go for it. I own a pudgy <laughs> penguin and I've, yeah. I love what Luca and his yeah. team that he's built. They're in Walmarts now, aren't they? Like they're selling the toys in Walmart. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see that. I like the idea of being able to license intellectual property it's pretty pretty big yeah make income out of that as well like that that is incredible uh yeah but in saying that i mean we were talking uh off the mic as well about po apps i like yep. some of these non-financial use cases that are coming about at the moment the ability to just network and bookmark your life by scanning an nft it's almost like photo books of the old days you've taken a picture and you've said oh I remember that time. I remember what we did on that day. That's yep. that's really cool. So a, a POAP like. is, to my understanding, because I only found out about them this week, yeah. is essentially proof of attendance, right? Yeah. Proof that's, of attendance protocol. Yeah, yep. that's what the um, abbreviation is. Yeah. And at its um, core, an NFT yeah. is something that has been refined so much that it's like that two-click, that two-tap user experience. They've made it so easy to use and... The fact that you don't even have to have a wallet address on your phone at the time. You can like yeah. oh, really? your email address. Like, you oh, literally cool. just tap it on like, you know, a board or something. My phone's too shit to do it. I've got to, <laughs> I clearly, my phone's too old. But well, you've dropped it too many times. Yeah, we, we've all seen your phone. It. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a mess. Shattered um, But I saw other people just tapping in and, get, and collecting their hope. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and even shout out to Labris as well. They're doing an NFT treasure hunt. Oh, wow. I haven't even seen that yet. Uh, yeah, I was talking to them before I came on here and yeah. I said to them, oh, this is really cool. And apparently they're doing something similar to that in Brisbane. Yep. They're setting up a little treasure hunt for people to sort of walk around and collect these clues um, to sort of end up with a prize of an NFT. It might be worth something one day, it might not. But to me, that's just it's just good fun. That's cool. Passing the time, something to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Love that. Well, listen, Matt, thanks so much for joining us on the couch, telling us a bit about the tax game at the moment and the popes and stuff. It's very all very exciting. So um, I guess we'll catch you around the convention. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks Cheers. again for having me. Anytime. Cool. Cheers. This is one of our last interviews of the day, isn't it, Tommy? If you had your choice, we, we'd already be done, mate, but I'm pushing through. we got to keep going. Absolutely. And we've got a special guest here. We've got Sam, Chief Business Development Officer at One Inch. Sam, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, Melbourne and Australia, it's a beautiful country. It's the first time I've been here. And so, uh, you know, it's been a very hospital and I love the people here. Yeah. Feels a little bit like Southern California. That's where I'm from originally. Yeah. Weather, the landscape. So I feel like I'm at home. And Sam, you just mentioned before that you've made the trip here from Korea. So why does One Inch need to have a presence in the Australian market and at the Australian Crypto Convention? Our focus and growth is in the Asia Pacific Australia region. Okay. We see that as the largest growth area. And my understanding, doing some investigation here, you know, Australian market is larger than the UK. Mm-hmm. So this is an area, a new market for us that hasn't really been tapped. And you know, I think there's a lot of potential for growth. It's a primarily a centralized exchange market. Yep. Then we want to be the bridge to DeFi and Web3, really, right? So we're here to explore and see how we could grow in Australia. 
Yeah. Can you give us a bit of background as to what One Inch is, how you guys came about? Maybe tell us how the name One Inch came about. Sure, sure, sure. So the One Inch network has a lot of products. We're primarily known for our swaps, X aggregator. So to simplify what a swap is, it's really nothing more than the peer-to-peer -peer trade between decentralized parties. We also have like the One Inch wallet, a self-custody wallet. Mm -hmm. We have a hardware wallet. Uh, we have a product called Dev Portal. And we're growing a lot of these products, sort of like how Google has different product lines, Google Calendar, Google Voice, Gmail, to search. We have those types of products. Google also had a phone before, right? That they had a hardware. So we have a hardware product as well. This is an oversimplification, so it's not completely accurate, but think of us as a search engine for the blockchain. And so we, like Google, have our own proprietary algorithm and that allows users to search on the blockchain for token swaps. Mm. Right? And we have 70% of the market. So we are the dominant player. Our competitors, they have like maybe 8%, 6%, but we have our own proprietary algorithm that allows you to get the best prices and stuff like that. So that is the search engine part of Web3. What I've been describing to others is the wallet is browser of Web3. You need a search engine to go around to search and navigate the internet, the Web2 space. We provide that solution for Web3. And so think of it this way. You have an app, right? You have the, you know, the bank app, HSBC, or you want a chat app. In the future in Web3, the wallet will do that. So that, you know, if you're in my chat group, I can send you tokens directly as a gift, chat at the same time. If you want to get a loan, Right. You could go on maybe the Ave app, right, DAP, and then get a loan. So that's the feature that we see uh, we're helping to build. Awesome. You mentioned some of your competitors. I'm very familiar with One Inch itself. It's a, a household and more prevalent name within some centralized exchanges already. So you guys have kind of some key partnerships that you have done globally. I guess, who are those other competitors in market? Um, uh, the other competitors are like uh, ZeroX, Paraswap, OpenOcean, um, and CalSwap. Those, I think CalSwap had some presence here. Uh, but Uniswap? Is Uniswap as well? Uniswap is actually not our competitor. Right. So think of it this way. Uniswap is a decentralized exchange, what they call a DEX. And what we're called is a DEX aggregator. Right. And so there's Uniswap, there's PancakeSwap, SushiSwap. Right. And so all those DEXs have different prices. That one price on Uniswap may be a good match with somebody selling something on Pancake. We provide that bridge oh. instead of only trading within Uniswap. Got it. I want to get back to why we're called One Inch real quick. Yes, please. Please do. Going back to the definition where the aggregator of the DEXs, right? One Inch is actually named after Bruce Lee's One Inch Punch. So you know Bruce Lee, right? Yeah. So Bruce Lee is known for his yeah, one-inch punch, one -inch where punch. he hits somebody and then it, you know, the person falls back, right? And so it represents us as one-inch. We're fast, powerful, and efficient. And so our co-founders are a big fans of Bruce Lee's, and I am as well. And I think that really represents who we are, and we want to let people know that is why we're called One Inch. That's a really love cool that. origin story. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you guys launched in the last market, or the last cycles, should I say. How has your approach changed leading into the next cycle in 2023 with a more competitive landscape? So the history, we were actually born out of a hackathon in May 2019. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's when we came, and then... You know, back then there was no DEX aggregator. We're the, the godfather of DEX aggregators. 
So that's how we started off mm. and we've grown. I think the product is really good. That's why people use it. They trust us and then we provide the best prices. You know, we're providing alternatives to centralized exchanges, right? From a technological perspective, right? The centralized exchanges represent one technology, but as technology goes where, you know, you could do swaps on a trustless self-custody, we think that's a natural progression of technology and use of products, right? You know, given the recent hacks on centralized exchanges, that centralized exchanges can actually hold customer funds and do something nefarious with it. But yesterday was an, a huge hack on one of the major centralized exchanges. And with that, we saw the problem of that risk. And with the self-custody wallet that we have, the swap, Using to do that, that's the natural progression in the uh, technology cycle. Yeah. Demand differences there would be you're creating an on-chain swap, right? So the user would have to pay like a gas fee or whatever it is versus in a centralized exchange where they can swap tokens in and out, but they still have that counterparty risk. Yes, so there's a counterparty risk in centralized exchanges. And we also provide the same experience as a centralized exchange, both with gas and without, without gas. gas yeah. So, you know, one of our biggest push that we want to get the consumers to use, we call it fusion mode. It's your ability to swap without paying gas fees. So that's more similar to what somebody does in a centralized exchange. But what's benefit to the user, because we care about the users, there's no fees, mm. right? You know, like centralized exchanges, they take a percentage cut but there's no fees for us. And so we think, you know, we want to help grow. We want to give value to the users out there and then come to the decentralized finance world. How do you guys make money? This is a question that I yes. always like to ask businesses. Yes. At the end of the day, we need to make some money along yeah. the way to be yeah. able to yeah. grow our ecosystem and build our businesses. Yes, yes, yes. What, what are your key areas of um, revenue? So we have a, a B2B business. That's our primary driver of B2B business. A lot of our users, our partners purchase our API. It's a SaaS model way. The businesses who have the money, they want to use our technology for their platform. And then we sell that. And also the market makers out there who want to use our platform. So we buy that. That's going to, sorry, Ted, that's going to bridge nicely into another question that I had. Yep. You guys are making a bit of a play for the Australian market. It's great to see really strong brands like One Inch Down here. Is that B2B model something that you guys are going to be looking to sell and, and push down in the Aussie market, going to some of your big centralized exchanges that exist in market today and helping support the growth of their ecosystem? Yeah, oh, yes, definitely. You know, we want to partner with centralized exchanges who want to partner with us to transition to Web3 because centralized exchange is still a Web2 legacy type of business model, right? And, you know, we want to partner with them to help grow. We're already partnering with centralized exchanges globally. Yep to grow their Web3. You know, if you want to search and you want to navigate Web2, you integrate Google, right? How can you navigate it without that tool? We already have that tool for them. It's test and proven. We have the dominant market share. Businesses need to adopt to new technology. If you don't adopt, then you'll be a legacy. And then, you know, you'll have the, what they call the Kodak moment where Kodak failed to transition to digital cameras, right? And so we want to make sure that we, we're there to provide the solutions for Web2 centralized exchange companies. Yep. And with an increasing regulatory environment in Australia particularly, how do you see One Inch fitting into that? So, you know, we always want to partner with regulators. We engage and we're very open with regulations. Every time we go into a market, we actually try to do a courtesy visit with the regulators to let them know, hey, this is our product. And we want to make sure that you understand how our product works instead of 
getting it from Third Hat Source. Come to us, we're open, we're transparent. One of the biggest misunderstanding of how one inch work is we are a P2P platform. Any of the swaps do not go through one inch. So we found the best path to find party A, party B, and you know, you're selling this and you're buying this token, and we're just finding the path to put you guys together. It's sort of like what Agoda does. You know, they find the best prices and they match the user, right? The transaction probably goes through Agoda, but the transactions do not go through us. It's truly a peer-to-peer -peer network. I guess aggregator being the, the key point there. You, know? you guys are not providing that directly off your market. You're just yeah. aggregating all those markets yeah. together, which yeah. is um, like very a, useful. The common thing I tell regulators is think of it as Google. You know, Sam, I search on Google. I find Nike Melbourne, right? And then I go on, I find Nike, Google matches us. And then I purchase something from Nike, right? Google is not the intermediary, right? The payment does not go through Google unless you're using Google Pay, right? And so it's a peer-to-peer -peer matching system. And mm. that's how we work. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for joining us on the couch. Yeah. Really insightful. And thank you for taking the trip down to Australia to you know educate the everyday Aussie on One Inch and, and what you guys are working on. We really appreciate your time. Hey, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. Here we are, guys. Got with me Zach and Anthony, Investified. Howdy, boys. Zach and Richie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I went straight off the script. Oh, my God. Start that again. I don't know. Maybe we keep it going. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, we got Richard. Yeah. Uh, you got Zach. Yeah. 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 Uh, a little bit shorter, but yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> uh, how are you boys going? Fantastic, man. Yeah, yeah really good. What a day for it, hey? Excited to be here. Like, yeah. It's great buzz in the air again, isn't there? The market's up. Everyone's feeling good about crypto again. Yeah, it's we were kind of worried that, you know, it's been a pretty quiet couple months until like the last two months for crypto. Like, yeah. who's going to show up today? But yeah, it's been pretty busy. I was saying to Zach earlier today, like, it's been a bit of a dead weight. This bear market has just dragged on for too long. So yeah. I hope there's this buzz and excitement back in the air. for, mm. And it's good timing now as well. Yeah, because, I mean, you guys obviously here to make it easy for people. Can you tell us, I guess, everyone a little bit about Investified and what you guys do? Yeah, so... We're in a investing like education and research platform. So the whole idea around what we do is just to make life easy for busy people. Yep. Right. There's so much information out there. We're overloaded with all these new Nonsense. coins, all these new projects, all yep. these, all this news. And it's like trying to make sense of it can be quite confusing. Right. So we try and really simplify it, package it into like digestible content, daily videos, write ups, whatever it might be. Yep. Everything from courses to, you know, research reports. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, I think you guys were saying like you're seeing more and more signups lately. Would yeah. you say it's more new people or would you say there's an element of people that, for lack of a better word, up last yeah. cycle and don't <laughs> want to do it again? Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we're getting a lot of existing members yeah. re-sign up yep. just because they want to be educated about what the next steps are for them so they don't make the same ups before. Yeah. We're definitely getting re-sign-ups. We're getting a lot of fresh faces as well. Yep. People are seeing you know, the opportunities come back in the markets. There's conversations between friends yep. happening again. And when that happens, people start talking. And, yep. and just quickly, like just off the cuff, what do you think are like maybe the top two or three things people are like, oh, thank God, I you know this helped me. Is it mainly like people need help structuring their portfolios or understanding crypto better? What would you say is the theme? I think risk management. So I guess strategies in taking profits and then setting your stop losses. I'm pretty heavy on uh, technical analysis. So yep. that's probably my side of things. And then Zach's yep, more- Speak my language. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So like- You can draw triangles after this. Yeah, yep. yeah. breakouts yeah. if that is. <laughs> Triangle friends. Uh, so yeah, setting stop losses and actually knowing when you're entering and exiting 
in these markets. I think that's the number one thing. Yeah, cool. It's just leaving it up to chance. It's kind of like gambling, really. Yep. Yeah. So. And yeah, for me, uh, one of the biggest things that we're pushing at the moment is strategy. So like yep. everything around building a, a research strategy to building a you know, profit strategy, exit yep. strategy as well. Like these are all things that are people's biggest downfalls, I, I believe, when it comes to that. Yeah, it's a hard part, right? People don't want to touch it because they feel it's too complicated, I feel. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. How many people do we know that have just made life-changing gains but never, it's paper money, yeah. right? Yeah, realized gains for <laughs> stuff, yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just want to help our members capitalize on this yeah, one good. and make sure that we're all taking away as much as possible. Yeah, yeah nice. Education out. is key. Yep. I think we all know that. <laughs> yeah. My first experience with crypto was buying the top in like 2018 and it's almost like a tuition fee of working out how did I screw yeah. this up so bad. Yeah. I think yeah. You, you kind of have to buy yeah, yeah. a couple of tops. They're valuable lessons, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Business yeah. expenses, if you will, however you want to look at it. Yeah. You have to fail to succeed. Yeah, that's it. As long as that's you it. learn Quote from me. it. That's it. As long as you learn from yeah, it. Yeah, learn. Can you do yeah. it three times in a row? <laughs> yeah, that's twice. Maybe not three times. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's a good shout. Is this is a good opportunity to also pick your brains. Like, you know, obviously on the podcast, we like to speculate. We like to think about what's coming, what's going to be hot. I guess just off the cuff, what do you think are things that people should pay attention to in terms of like themes in the crypto space mm, when researching? Themes, I think the gaming sector's taking off at the yeah. moment. This is probably paired with Roblox and every kid you speak to, not that I speak to many kids, but the parents <laughs> and their kids, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Um, they're all playing Roblox. Yeah. So if they can connect it to the blockchain, I think that whole sector's yep. going to take off. And I guess I've looked at projects that come off that or affiliated with that. Roblox just came out recently talking about how they're going to integrate NFTs. All right. So there's a lot of speculation and I think we're heading into that section. Yep. So okay. the gaming sector for me is probably a good one. Yeah, where to like that. Oh, I've got so many sectors that I'm loving. A pretty common one is layer twos, right? Like just scaling solutions for the most used blockchain in the world, Ethereum. Because that's what's going to bring mainstream adoption in yep. at the end of the day, right? Yep. When things can get really cheap and fast. And so, yeah, like there's just so many promising projects at the moment trying to make the most used layer one scalable. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense. But just like the whole Ethereum ecosystem in, in general is awesome. a lot of uh, yeah promising plays there. So, yeah, one of many that I'm, I'm yep. going to eye on. That's some good alpha. Yeah. yeah, good boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ethereum's up like 10% in the last yeah. two days. So. Was that like the ETF, the ETF news? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. BlackRock doing its thing again. Hey, it's mental. Uh, it is moving markets, aren't they? Like, I got this morning, like my heaviest bag's probably Solana, and I just like, yeah. just, I love waking up every day. Oh. So good. <laughs> yeah. Up, up, up. Yeah. Solana, man. Like, it's yeah. just been on a tear, 400% this year. Yep. It literally crawled out of the. The rubble, the FTX rubble, didn't it, from last year? And I think there's like some people on X, I don't have like any quotes, but it's like the people that have been tracking like the wallets of the liquidators, they're finished yeah. selling. So interesting to see what happens yeah. after that. Because are they marking Sell up pressure. the market potentially? Yeah, yeah. Don't know. But even with all that selling pressure, the market's Solana's still been rallying. So we're in a bull market. Yeah, oh, we are. I think we are. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, you keep making highs. Yeah, has to be more. I was saying this morning to Zach, yeah. the halving period coming up in May. It's a big deal. Like, if you look at it statistically and, yep. and you backtest it and you see how Bitcoin has performed six months prior to the halving period and then 18 months post yep. is usually like a lot of volatility. And here we see it like we're just hitting that six month entry range like we could be in a... I think that's my favorite thing to track. And in terms of someone that doesn't know anything about technicals, fundamentals, yeah. literally just follow this roadmap yeah. and <laughs> get, get off when you're supposed to get off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Using history to predict yeah. the future. Yeah. Right? Seasonality. Yeah. That's yeah. everything. Yeah. 
as old as yeah, yeah. old as markets are. It's not just crypto markets. It's equities yep. markets, Stock hundreds markets, of years yeah. old. Yeah. My favorite one at the moment is like the Dow Jones index. Even just looking at the seasonality with election cycles. Yeah, yeah. it's uncanny it just happens like it's no one making it happen it just happens yeah, yeah. i look at the equity markets like that i chucked the s p 500 yeah prior to maybe i don't know six six eight months ago it was coupled together yep. with bitcoin but now it's deep which yeah. is like impressive yeah i think i think like blackrock's lifting up all that money and they're pumping it up so yep. Well, I think it was also, we were just going on a fax rant here, but yeah, yeah, it's like CME overtook Binance in terms of open interest as well. Yeah. yeah. So that's big too. Number one. Actually, TradFi is controlling the derivatives market. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. That's you, huge. Do you, do you trade gaps on the CME gaps? I'm probably less into day trading now, but that is like a good way I like created bias for the week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yep. That's probably something I look into just yep. to plan my week out. I do day trading and I do swing trading as yep. well. So very technical, love my numbers. Yep. Um, so any gap I see, I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And I love those big spread candles. Like, yeah, 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 you usually get a good spot for like a retrace too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. Good. All right, boys, this has been good. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you guys get away. Thank you, Absorb, yeah. absorb the space, and I'm sure we'll have a few drinks later. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah. party. Yeah, yeah this couple. There is. Thanks, boys. Uh, Thank thanks, you. Man. Thank you. Yeah. See ya. Alrighty. We're this back. Is, this is a very special moment. We've linked up with the Tapping the Crypto fan over here. Uh, Mohawk. Hel- held him hostage. He can't escape. Yeah. yeah. Mohawk, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you mate, for inviting me on. I-, I just want to say, like, Tommy, Pav and I were all standing around chatting shit, as we like to do, and Mohawk came up and introduced himself and said he was a fan of the podcast. And so yeah. this is what we love to see. Listeners coming up, saying good day. It's great for the community. And Mohawk, you talked a little bit about how you're new into the web or, like, you know, new into crypto and you're learning a bit more. What key parts are you looking to focus on educating yourself? Right now, I'm just focusing on learning. I think that's the main focus right now. Mm-hmm. I came from a finance background as well. So I day traded the American equities market. Yep. So I was up all night trading that, which is what I like to do. <laughs> kind of what I want to get back into. Yeah. yeah. And then I started working. Uh-huh. So the way I got into crypto was, how can I still trade the financial markets whilst maintaining my current lifestyle? Mm. So then I figured out the crypto markets are open 24-7. That's the beauty of it. Which surprised me. But I'm like, well, this is a perfect opportunity for me. Let me learn about it. Yeah. So I started learning about crypto. The technicals, I think, were pretty similar. That's generally it. Mm. My objective for the conference was pretty much understanding what Web3 actually is. Yeah, cool. Delving a little bit deeper into that. I think we were talking about yeah, it earlier. Yeah, we were. What blockchain actually is, delving a little bit deeper into that. And then understanding how different cryptocurrencies have different uses within Web3 and their specific blockchain. Yeah. So I think that's kind of my main focus. Yeah. Once I've understood that, then I'll be looking more into, okay, how, how can I actually use this information to invest yeah, cool. in, in cryptocurrency, differentiating the bullshit from yep. the good yeah. shit, really. I like it. That's well, a good approach. I like that, trying to differentiate the bullshit. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Maybe we should do a bit more of that. Yeah, well, we try. <laughs> yeah, we do try. Yeah. What I really liked about Mohawk, he came up to me, he said, you know, the three things I'm trying to divulge over the weekend is what is Web3, what is blockchain, and what is crypto? And then from there, once I've educated myself, how can I do that to find valuable cryptocurrencies and actually make some money in the space? Which is a little bit of a different approach from most beginners in crypto. Yeah, I think my beginning was just Apen bought Bitcoin at the, like the top of 2018 market yeah. cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Bought Solana in 2022 right at the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. We've all yeah, been yeah. there. But I love that because, yeah, most people come up and, and they don't really care to learn. They don't want to yep. understand what they're investing in. They're just asking, what's the next pump? How do I get rich overnight? So yeah. this is what it's all about. And this is what events like this are all about. Yep. Mohawk, have you got any hot tips? 
<laughs> have I got any core tips? No. Um, <laughs> what, what about you? Have you got any questions for Mohawk? I think there's a lot of people that are potentially in the same boat as you, but probably not as organized as you. You know, at what point did you realize that that was the order that you needed to learn things in? You wanted to get your head around this and then that and that. Was that an easy process to go through? Well, actually, right now, I was just focusing on learning generally. Yeah. Uh, I was telling you about that. I discovered you guys through the Instagram ad. Yeah. Yep. And I've been listening to you guys for... Around six, seven weeks. Okay. Yep. Right. So gaining a little bit of information. Subscribe to a bunch of different newsletters. Yep. In regards to those specific three, I wanted some sort of an objective yep. that I could come out from the conference with. So I'm like, I don't want to just go to the conference, go to a bunch of talks and yep. then in one ear out the next. Correct. So last night I was in my hotel and I was thinking, hmm, what can I actually get out of this? And I said, what am I struggling with right now? Like, yes, people talk about Web3, people talk about blockchain. But I think a lot of people throw these buzzwords around. Yeah, on purpose. And yeah. I have a brief overview of it. I would say like, I'm not an amateur, but I'm kind of still a noob when yep. it comes to it. Yeah. So I wanted to know what is Web3 so I can understand the evolution of mm. where things are headed. Yeah. Yep. I wanted to understand blockchain because I didn't want to go into it blind. From what I understand, what blockchain actually is, is blocks, they collect data. So for Bitcoin, we were talking about they record transactions. Yeah. For other coins, it's it's contracts. So what is, what's the use of the specific blockchain for that specific cryptocurrency? Yeah. Yep. And then what's the actual use of cryptocurrency yep. as well? And then merging all these three ideas, my next step after this would be to develop my own investment strategy. Basically. Yeah, nice. Yeah, if that yeah. kind of makes sense. No, no, it was a bit absolutely. all over the place. Yeah, no. I was trying to gather my thoughts. Yeah, no, mate, it, you are asking you all the it. right questions. You're more coherent than us most of the time. Yeah, so. pretty much. Maybe you yeah. should replace one of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, you're asking all the right questions. I think it's yeah, it's important to understand the basics, yeah. i.e., how blockchain works. What is the purpose of Web three? And then once you, you have a good understanding of that, that's when you start to divulge into, you know, individual assets and the use cases and what yep. purpose they serve and trying to understand their value in, a, in this sort of market. Yeah. So like that. Hey, I liked it. I like this chat. I reckon I you're on the right track and you'll smash it because you, you, you're it. dedicated. We'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a portfolio update from you at the 100%. next conference. Yeah. 24. Yeah. yeah, the next yeah. One. <laughs> That'll be, yeah, it's good timing for that. Yeah. So what were you saying? How did you guys get into crypto? Uh, um, I had mates at home telling me about it in, 2017 like you got to get into crypto go into crypto i was in stocks and fx before that no way. finally i was like fine i'll do it and i was at the peak of the market like when everyone was talking about it yeah and so i've just been obsessed with like all right how the hell does this thing work mm. and kind of pulled it apart but i would say back then it was a lot easier in 2017 2018 like there wasn't DeFi, there wasn't smart contracts it was either bitcoin or a shit coin yeah, um, so it's a lot easier to get your head around. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm yeah. sort of in a similar boat. I saw everyone jumping on Bitcoin and making stacks of cash, and I was yeah. like, how do I do that? Yeah, yeah. And unlike you, I made the mistake of wanting to get rich overnight without actually understanding what I was investing in, yep. got wrecked, learned the hard way, and yeah, kind of here I am. We're both working with Dex. Pay to tuition is a nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good yeah. way of putting yeah. it because, yeah, you, you do learn those lessons and you pay for it, don't yep. you? But you come out the other side. Pressure makes diamonds. Oh, baby, you said it best. All righty, well, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, mate. No, and we'll have really a drink nice tonight. To you guys. Have a drink at the after party. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Anytime. Cool. Anytime. Thanks, cool. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. 
Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.